pull over, lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello again, sweet listener. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending this time here. I know your time is precious. I love knowing that you are folding your laundry, you are going for a walk, you are doing some dishes, having a drive, you know, whatever it is that you do while you listen to the soft shoulder that you are pulling over, yes, to listen to me and really to spend this time with yourself, reminding yourself of some kind messages, maybe some creative, inspirational messages and I love knowing that you are doing that for you. I love imagining so many people doing that for themselves. (laughs) What a great world it would be to just like picture everyone just like smiling softly, tending to themselves, taking care of their needs, how that, how they would then speak to each other when they got back at work or when their kids came home from school or whoever it is that you speak to next, um, In a lot of ways, I just am imagining little pebbles in a pond and the ripples out. This ripple being just love, basically, in its pure form. Love, peace, human kindness. And I don't know, I imagine us all like, you know, uh, like blooms in a garden and um, just how colorful and gorgeous and awe-inspiring it is, really. I think human beings are phenomenal. I am currently listening to Brene Brown's latest um, Atlas of the Heart, Mapping Meaningful Connection and the Language of Human Experience. Super awesome for any of you personal growth nerds, (laughs) emotional nerds out there. Um, It's basically just going through. It's an atlas of the human heart, all of the emotions, what they mean, what they don't mean, how they work together, And uh, it's a wonderful listen. I'm listening through my, an app that's hooked up to my local library. Um, And so anyways, I was thinking about you, thinking about your heart, thinking about mine. And today's episode is some, some threads, some little lessons from loss. Um, So I am experiencing a lot of loss right now in real time. I have been thinking a lot about as I draw upon Um, the skills that I do have, the love that I do have, uh, it doesn't mean it's not challenged. You know, my dedication to this work, to serving you in this work, and also to, in my marriage to myself, uh, it doesn't mean that everything is like smooth sailing and that you stop becoming a human being. It doesn't mean that you are free from grief and free from loss and free from resentment and free from all kinds of horrible, icky human things. It's part of the atlas of the human heart. I want to travel every corner of it. And so um, I am grateful for this work. I am grateful to have access to these tools. I'm grateful for people like Brene Brown and all the people that she has worked with and credited in this book. Um, Because boy, we could really use 
help all the time, even when things are going well. We're not meant to go it alone. You know, we're not meant to just figure it out ourselves. And so anywhere where we can get some comfort, whether it's listening to a podcast, listening to or reading a book, um, just talking to friends about these things, increasing our vocabulary, increasing our compassion, our self-compassion, knowing that people are going through hard things all the time. And if you are one of these people, dear listener, my heart is with you. You are not alone. Not just me. I know there's other people listening who are also going through things. And maybe they have or haven't told their friends. Maybe they're kind of suffering in silence and waiting to feel a little better before they talk about it. You know, we all do this in our own ways. Um, So let this be a source of comfort. Here's some things that I've been thinking about that are bringing me some comfort, helping me have a little perspective uh, in times of loss and chaos, right? So one of the things is, and this, you know, can be very challenging when it feels like maybe there's multiple losses or a bunch of stuff all going wrong at once. If you are feeling overwhelmed um, by some like layers of grief, layers of loss, or just a whole bunch of like, what? (laughs) Like, can anything go right? You know, if, if you're kind of like in that territory. If you are here listening to this, there is something that is still here. There is still a thread moving through the loss, the losses, the grief, the griefs, you know? So what is that thread for you? Now, you might not be happy about the fact that you used to have a whole sweater and now you're looking for a thread, right? That's still a loss. You're allowed to have feelings about that. You're allowed to say life's not fair and really just hate what is happening. And, and I I totally hear you on that, and there is a thread, and that thread is being a fucking hero right now. So can you name it? Maybe you've got one or two. Maybe your health is that thread. Maybe a stable job is that thread. Maybe you have a friendship that is just carrying you through this and that friend is that thread. I have someone to talk to. Resist. Well, no, no, don't resist it. Feel (laughs) the annoyance of this, of like, I didn't really want to be celebrating this one little thing. I had so much, you know, it doesn't take away, it doesn't make the losses okay, right? If you had a sweater and now you have a thread, you're, you're cold. Okay. So (laughs) that's it. I'm not trying to like, you know, what do they, uh, like put glitter on a turd or like whatever. Like I'm not, I know that it sucks. Right. So, okay. But that doesn't mean that that thread isn't there. So it would be really lovely to just name it, to just see what are they. And maybe, and I have found this and trust me, things are pretty chaotic over here. There is more than one thread. If I'm honest and I'm looking, there is more than one thread and they are strong and I can hold on to those. I can name those and be grateful for those and hold on to those. So that's number one. (laughs) Well, finding the thread, finding the thing that is maybe just barely, but holding things together because there's something taking you from moment to moment. What is that? It might just be faith. But how incredible 
to have faith at a time like this. And remember that not everybody has this. We don't all have the same threads. You might have faith and someone else might have, you know, I don't know, their job, you know, and, you know, you might love to have both. (laughs) Both of you might love to have both. But, you know, we all get the gifts that we get. So let's say thank you for those and thank you to that thread that's pulling you through. Another little lesson from loss I want to share is I was thinking about the phrase, actually, even before all this got started, thinking about that phrase, I don't want to get too excited, right? Have you ever said this? (laughs) I've said this. Um, I've heard this. It's like, oh, don't get too excited. Let's wait. I won't get excited until I'm on the plane. I won't get too excited till we sign the contract, you know? And what are we trying to do there? So, you know, I'm back reading Brene Brown. And if you have read um, her work before, you've probably heard her tell that story about how you can't. In fact, I've probably told this story on this podcast and now I'm forgetting. But like you can't protect yourself from loss by not getting excited and cherishing whatever it is that's here. Right. If you're worried about your kids getting into an accident, you know, your worry won't actually stop them from getting into an accident because accidents are accidents and also it doesn't prepare you can't possibly prepare you for the loss I believe it was like a, a man who came up to Brene Brown and whose wife had died and he said that he wished that he had like allowed himself to just really feel the love and really be present with the joy instead of worrying and being so afraid because he was robbing the two of them of that time right so Yes, we protect ourselves. We don't want to get too excited because grief is a reflection of the love that you allowed. I was reminded by this um, receiving a poem from my friend Jenna. So grief is this reflection. If you are feeling deep grief, it's because you loved deep. If you're feeling expansive grief, it's because you experienced and allowed yourself expansive love. It's kind of, again, that... (laughs) (laughs) Yay, I have one thread and I used to have a sweater. It's like, great, I really love. That doesn't make the grief feel any less painful, right? In fact, it's more so. But even though I'm in it, even though I'm in it right now, I still get it and I still just want to pass this on for what it's worth. Get too excited. Live your life. Live the full spectrum of emotions don't dim it down. You're going to grieve either way. I would so much rather personally have the grief that I'm experiencing, have big grief in my life, knowing that I've also had big experiences of love and joy and excitement. I think the deeper grief, if that's still even the word, would be to get to the end of my life, whenever that is, and and have the grief of knowing that I didn't, I gave myself such a small bandwidth of life experience. Like I have this atlas in my heart, according to, you know, Brene Brown's book, and I traveled hardly any of it. So even though I'm here, because I know it's easy to say when you're happy and everything's going well, right? Um, But things are not going well (laughs) for me right now. And um, I don't have any regrets and I don't want to stop living and I don't want to stop feeling too excited. And I don't want to dim the joy to save myself the pain, future pain. I know that there will be more. If you needed this reminder, I hope, you know, I don't know. 
I, I was I was the messenger for this for you to like hug someone, love someone, get excited about something that you hope is happening, dream the dream, even though there's no guarantees, allow yourself that experience. And you know, here's another thing too, it's, you can be really amazed if you're going through something (laughs) and you're dropping a lot of balls. I've known this for like, in a lot of ways in my life, but I think I've mentioned, you know, the the brain injury that I experienced that I still manage. This is like four years ago and ongoing and things have improved so much. But let me say, I've never dropped as many balls as I did in the first two years of the concussion um, just because I couldn't, I couldn't function. I, I just, the balls were dropping. That was just something out of my hands, you know? What's amazing Not that there aren't consequences, not that there isn't an impact to that, but what's amazing when an emergency happens or grief or a loss happens and you just check out, you have brain fog, you can't really function. Isn't it amazing to notice how life just keeps going? (laughs) It's like you can just not do your taxes because you can't do them and you can't think and you just can't seem to ask for help and you're, you know, whatever. And you know what? Life goes on. Will you owe a penalty? Maybe. Can you do them later? Yeah. A lot of people do that. This is just like one example, right? But there's so many other things. It's like, oh, I never phoned that person back. Oh, I didn't do all these things that I thought were so important. I didn't run these errands. I didn't repaint the bathroom. I don't know what your plans are, but oh my God, it doesn't matter, right? Because when something really important happens, we realize so quickly that actually what's essential is so much less than we might panic about in times when things are going well, right? We might think that there's urgency to so many things, but then when it really matters, if you need to be by someone's bedside, if you need to help someone in a crisis, if someone's like going into labor and you're the person there delivering the baby, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this is this is it. This is what you are here for right now and nothing else matters, right? So in a weird way, I want to invite you to consider that although that can be frustrating, although that can be a like a really painful part of it also is like, oh my God, like everything's just coming undone. You know, people grieve all the time. The main point of this podcast, really, I want you to know just how not alone you are with myself joining you from time to time in different seasons of my life, but also so many other people listening, right? And you have probably been through grief before and you've known other people who have gone through their own grief, their own loss. And you know what? Life just went on and time passed and things got done or they didn't get done and it's okay. So number three is just to remind you that life goes on, amaze yourself at how it just keeps on going while you're crying, while you're in chaos, while you're in some kind of brain fog, while you're dropping all the balls. Um, It's cool. You know, the seasons will change. Things will happen or not happen. And it's actually just okay. You have permission to tend to the most important thing right now, which is you and this experience and being kind to yourself in this experience. Okay. Another thing that's kind of a beautiful gift at times like this is when you are in like a real emergency. I remember um, an advice I gave a friend because it was advice I took for myself who was going through like a really 
very stressful breakup, divorce, you know, and everything was just like falling apart. And I was like, just do whatever makes you feel good and do not question it. Absolutely no judgment. Like that's your only job because it was just pure survival mode at that point. It was like wandering around in a haze, so many, like so many painful emotions. If you can laugh for five minutes, if you want to wander into a pet shop and like just stare at birdseed for (laughs) 20 minutes, I don't know where I got that example from, but you know what? Just don't question it. Don't question it. Just get relief where you can. If you are in the throes of the like acute moments of unraveling, whatever you can do, do it, right? Do not question it. You do not need to defend it. I was watching uh, an episode of Uh with uh, Trixie Mattel and Katya. And um, it's a, if you don't know anything about that, you can head on over to YouTube and uh, and judge me for, for not, I don't care. Um, but um, it's a wonderful YouTube series by these two fabulous drag queens. And it's, you know, just brought so much, it's absolutely absurd. And it's brought so much joy to my life uh, over the past bunch of years. And I was re-watching an episode where they were talking about how they've gotten so much feedback. And one of the feedback pieces that they got was that people were watching this absurd show um, in palliative care, like before dying. And it was like the one thing that they would just laugh at and watch. And um, I was like, yeah, I absolutely get it. (laughs) It makes total sense, right? So this is a great example of like, don't question it, do it. Do whatever makes you feel get better. You are needing this to survive, joy, laughter, anything to pass the time to get you through, do it. This is my permission from me to you if you're in that place. Oh, hell, even if you're not, do stuff you enjoy. (laughs) Really? I mean, it's gas in the tank, whether you're running on empty or whether you're just doing a top up, I highly recommend doing whatever it is that's just going to make you feel good. Okay. And now another thing too, is that this might not be that if you are a productive person, if you thrive on being productive, a lot of us do, we're heavily influenced to tie our worth to this, obviously. Um, And that can be really hard, right? To let go of like, I'm just not getting things done. I'm just not getting my taxes done on time. I'm just not getting this report in, you know, I'm just not going to be at work this week, whatever it is that you need to drop. What seeds can you plant for future you? And these, you don't have to plant them perfectly. I'm not talking like, oh, we've got like a perfect row of seeds all five inches apart and you've got the fertilizer. Like, no, I'm talking like a fistful of like rando wildflower seeds or whatever you found somewhere. It doesn't matter. Just throw those things in the dirt. Just like whatever, whatever you can do that might make your future a little easier, that might grow into something later. This is a beautiful time for that. Is there anything small that you can organize? Um, Anything that you can just sort of go through that doesn't seem very urgent, but future you will find some relief from it, right? Um, Could be making some plans, could be looking at, I don't know, travel brochures. What's, what is that? You could go online. <laughs> you could set up a Pinterest board. Um, whatever it is that you want to do to just imagine a future, 
right? These can be seeds of imagination. They can be like actual seeds of like, you know what? I might not do this year's taxes, but I'm going to set myself up so that the following year I am on it. Like maybe you set up a system now um, or do something that you've always wanted to do to be even more organized for next year, even if this year is going to be a wash, right? That is something that you can do um, to feel like, okay, like this is a blip, (laughs) but at some point... And this, what this really is, is having, it's beginning to embody a little bit of faith in the possibility of a positive future. I'm not saying that you have to be looking forward to anything. I'm not even saying that's possible or within your bandwidth right now, but it's just doing something. And if it's something physical, you know, just going through something so that you're just like, your body is like, There's a reason why I'm doing this. I'm building something for the future. We don't know what the future is going to hold. That's a complicated thought, but you don't even have to think about it, right? But just planting seeds, any kind, buying a ticket for a concert or something that's happening in six months, you know, anything that you can look forward to, um, anything that you can organize, you know yourself, you know your little specialties, little things that might soothe you, um, could even be like a more of a short-term thing of like stock, stocking up on some groceries or something like that, or like, I don't know. Anything for future use. So future you can be a week from now, future you can be a year from now. Just throw some seeds around, throw as many as you can, because we can't predict the future. This time is rough and all time passes. The good times pass, the bad times pass, plant some seeds so that there's something growing, even just if you know there's something growing. We don't know what the result will be, but we're taking this action. We're showing the world, we're showing ourselves that, you know, we're planning to be here. We're hoping to be here, that the future could be positive. The future could even be abundant. And you don't have to know what that looks like now. And you don't even have to be happy about it now. But this can be a cathartic thing to do. And mainly, I just want to restate that you're not alone. And that times of loss and chaos and grief, they meet all of us. Especially you, dear listener. I know, you know, the people who listen to this podcast are people with big hearts people who feel, who want to feel more, who want to find the strength, the tools to be able to be with themselves through the spectrum of emotion, through the atlas of your own heart, right? To really stand by your side in this. Here's something I'll probably talk about at a, on another podcast. I'm not sure in how much, I know I'm being very cryptic about my <laughs> loss of Palooza, um, but um, I've done a lot of healing in the last four years. And so what's really interesting about this particular moment in time for me is that I had a lot of coping mechanisms that I am no longer using. And I was sort of caught off guard because I wasn't really planning as I did the healing to release these coping mechanisms. I, um, you know, I wasn't planning for like the next big loss. I wasn't really thinking about it. I was just doing my work, right? And now that I'm here, it's like, oh, there's some new sensations here (laughs) because the things I was reaching for, I'm no longer reaching for. The things I was numbing with, I'm no longer numbing with. It is really fascinating to feel 
my feelings in a whole new way. I mean, it's always kind of new because every loss is unique. Every, you know, you are always growing and changing. You're not the person you were last week or last year, or last month, whatever, right? So you're always kind of new. But we do tend to have these like patterns or rituals. And a lot of mine, I've, I have changed. I have let go of. So even in all of this, it's this interesting celebration, interesting kind of knee jerk of like, oh, <laughs> I guess I have to find a new way to feel my feelings and just move through this season. Now, what I want to point out about this is that this, the things that I have uh, worked on and healed from specifically that I'm thinking about, it took time. Dear listener, it took like two to four years you know? So, you know, and it was just another reminder of how some of this transformation work can be instant, right? You can just change with a new perspective. You can imagine something, you can imagine yourself as a different archetype. You can, you know, and you can, you can change in a day. I love coaching because it can produce such amazing results by just changing your perspective, by being heard, trying something new, getting into action. Like it can be fast. And There are some things that took a while to build and take a while to release. And they do require often these things, specifically, you know, the things that I healed from, supportive professionals, right? People guiding, people helping, people supporting on and off while I do the work back and forth, yada, yada, you know? So it is worth it. If there's something in your life that you have been struggling with, something that you might call an addiction, some kind of pattern of numbing, a way that you check out, a way that you don't allow yourself to experience things, a way that actually, not that you don't allow yourself to experience, but a way that you protect yourself. And maybe it really worked for you and has been working for you for some time, but it's something that you know you've wanted to change. It's something that your more loving self, your more loving future, who you're becoming, you would like this to be something you could release. Let this be a reminder, a blessing that if it's taking you time or if you're worried about the time it's taking, if you've been trying to release this and kind of kind of coming back and forth a little bit with it, that is part of the process. I want to tell you, keep going. It is so worth it. It is so brave, you know, and there's nothing wrong with the ways in which you were protecting yourself. That's what, how you learn to love and protect yourself through whatever it was that life handed you, right? So you were doing your best. And now you get to like push around the edges. You don't have to stay where you were. What was working maybe now isn't working. And maybe you can let it go. And maybe I will say for sure, even if it took more than four years to let go of the things I've let go of, it would have been worth it. I feel so incredibly proud of myself. And um, part of my process is also just allowing myself the privacy of processing this. So I, I feel very strongly that I will be sharing these things in more detail with you. But um, for wherever you are, I just want to say keep going. Wherever you are in your healing on whatever things that you protect yourself with, numb yourself with, um, it is worth it. It takes time and there's nothing wrong with you if you can't, you know, do it in like overnight or in six weeks or as fast as your friend did it. You know, none of that matters. 
Think about the direction that you are moving in. Be grateful for all of the work that you've done this far, knowing that even though things are pretty tough, you are being supported by the love that you have cultivated for yourself. It is here somewhere. Maybe it's that thread. Maybe self-love is the thread that is barely, but still surely, holding things together, right? You're still here. You're still listening. Thank you for being here. And thank you for listening. If you are listening to this and you know someone in your life who's going through a time who could really maybe stand to hear some loving words like this, you know, tap on whatever you... (laughs) whatever you're using, send the, send it to them in a text, forward it to a friend, um, you know, share the love, let them know that they're not alone in this. If there's any little tip that they can pull away from it, the better we're all in this together in our own ways at different times. Thank you so much to Alison Tarr of Tech Coven. While you're on YouTube watching episodes of, uh, which is, how is it spelt? You... They didn't think it would be a success, so they spelled it in some weird way. And it's like, I spell it, I misspell it every time. <laughs> I try to look it up. But even if you misspell it, I'm sure it will come up. U N H H H H something. There's some capitals. Um, Trixie and Katya are what to search for. Um, and if it's not your cup of tea, that's absolutely fine. And while you're on YouTube, you can also look up Tech Coven for something a little adjacent. <laughs> to that kind of humor uh, for thoughtful reflections on tarot, which has been um, actually like a lovely practice that I have been using all through this time. So dear listener, you are not alone. You are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. Take good care of yourself and we'll talk to you soon.